Welcome to a new and exciting website, Golden Gems, featuring some of the golden classic music of all time. We feature hourly a specific artist and their contribution to the music industry. Join us now with music that is timeless and unforgettable, Golden Gems. Welcome back to Golden Gems Podcast. We are delighted to have you with us here again today as we look forward to another great artist from the golden age of radio. This time we're going to take a look at Pat Boone. Pat was born on June 1st, 1934 in Jacksonville, Florida, the son of Margaret Virginia and Archie Altman Boone. He was raised in Nashville, Tennessee, where his family moved when he was two years old. Boone attended and graduated in 1952 from David Lipscomb High School in Nashville. His younger brother, whose professional name is Nick Todd, was also a pop singer in the 1950s and is now a church music leader. In a 2007 interview on the 700 Club, Boone claimed that he is the great-great-great-great-grandson of American pioneer Daniel Boone. In November 1953, when he was 19 years old, Boone married Chicago-born Tennessean Shirley Lee Foley, who was born on April 24th in 1934 and also was 19 years old. She was the daughter of country music great Red Foley and his wife, singer Judy Martin. They had four daughters, Cheryl, Sherry Lynn, Linda, Lindy Lee, Deborah, Debbie, and Laura, Lori Jean. Starting in the late 50s, Boone and his family were residents of Leonia, New Jersey. Shirley Boone was a lesser-known recording artist and television personality than her husband. She also founded a hunger relief Christian ministry, Mercy Corps. She died in 2009 at age 84 at the couple's Beverly Hills home from complications from vasculitis, which she had contracted less than a year earlier. Boone primarily attended David Lipscomb College and later Lipscomb University in Nashville. He graduated in 1958 from Columbia University School of General Studies, magna cum laude, having previously attended North State Texas University, now known as University of North Texas in Denton, Texas. Boone began his career by performing in Nashville's Centennial Park. He began recording in 1954 for the Republic Records, not to be confused with the current label with that name, and by 1955 for Dot Records. His 1955 version of Fats Domino, Ain't That a Shame, was a hit. This set the stage for the early part of Boone's career, which focused on covering R&B songs by black artists for a white American market. A number one single in 1956 by Boone was a second cover and a revival of a then seven-year-old song, I Almost Lost My Mind, by Ivory Joe Hunter, which was originally covered by another black star, Nat King Cole. According to an opinion poll of high school students in 1957, the singer was nearly the two-to-one favorite over Elvis Presley among boys and preferred almost three-to-one by girls. During the late 1950s, he made regular appearances on ABC TV's 
Ozark Jubilee, hosted by his father-in-law. He cultivated a safe, wholesome, and advertiser-friendly image that won him a long-term product and endorsement contract from General Motors during the late 1950s, lasting to the 1960s. He succeeded Dinah Shore singing the praises of the GM product. See the USA and your Chevrolet. Drive your Chevrolet through the USA. America's the greatest land of all. GM had also sponsored the Pat Boone Chevy Showroom. In the 1989 documentary, Roger and Me, Boone stated that he first was given a Chevrolet Corvette from the GM product line, but after his wife and he started having children, at one child a year over five years, GM supplied him with a station wagon as well. As a conservative Christian, Boone declined certain songs and movie roles that he felt might compromise his beliefs. Good for him. Including a role with sex symbol Marilyn Monroe. In one of his first films, April Love, the director Henry Levin wanted him to give co-star Shirley Jones a kiss, which was not in the script. Since this would be his first on-screen kiss, Boone said that he wanted to talk to his wife first to make sure it was all right with her. He had his own film production company, Kuga Muga Productions. Pat appeared as a regular performer on Arthur Godfrey and His Friends from 1955 through 1957 and later hosted his own Pat Boone Chevy showroom, as we mentioned. In the early 1960s, he began writing a series of self-help books for adolescents, including Twix 12 and 20. He continued recording through the 60s, and in 1970, he switched to gospel and country and continued performing in other media as well. In the 1960s and 70s, the Boone family toured as gospel singers and made gospel albums, such as The Pat Boone Family and The Family Who Prays. In 1978, Boone became the first target in the Federal Trade Commission's crackdown on false claim product endorsements by celebrities. He had appeared with his daughter Debbie in a commercial to claim that all four of his daughters had found a preparation named acne statin a real help in keeping their skin clear. The FTC filed a complaint against the manufacturer contending that the product did not really keep skin free of blemishes. Boone eventually signed a consent order in which he promised not only to stop appearing in the ads, but also to pay about 2.5% of any money that the FTC or the courts might eventually order the manufacturer to refund the customers. Boone said through a lawyer that his daughter actually did use acne statin and that he was dismayed to learn that the product's efficacy had not been scientifically established as he believed. On June 25, 2019, the New York Times Magazine listed Pat Boone among hundreds of artists whose material was reportedly destroyed in the 2008 Universal Fire. In 1956, Boone was one of the biggest recording stars in the United States. Several film studios pursued him for movies. He decided to go with 20th Century Fox, who made Elvis Presley's first movie. Fox reworked the play he'd bought Bernadine into a vehicle for Boone. The resulting film was a solid hit, 
earning $3.75 million in the U.S. Even more popular was April Love, 1957, a remake of Home in Indiana. Boone regards it as one of his favorites. The kind of movie I wish I could have made 20 more of, he said. A musical appealing characters, some drama, a good storyline, a happy ending. It's the kind of film which makes you feel good. I never wanted to make a depressing or an immoral film. Less popular was a musical comedy, Mardi Gras, in 1958, which was the last movie of Edmund Golding. However, Journey to the Center of the Earth, 1959, a science fiction adventure tale, was a huge hit. Boone had been reluctant to do it and needed to be persuaded by being offered the chance to sing several songs and given a percentage of the profits, but was glad he did. He produced and starred in a documentary, Salute to the Teenagers, 1960, but did not make a film for a while, studying acting with Sanford Meisner. He returned with a military comedy, All Hands on Deck, 1961, a mild hit. He was one of several names in another remake, State Fair, 1962, a box office disappointment. Musicals were becoming less fashionable in Hollywood, so Boone decided to take on a dramatic role in the Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer distributed movie, The Main Attraction, 1962, for Seven Arts Productions, his first movie outside Fox. It was an unhappy experience for Boone as he disliked the implication his character had sex with Nancy Kwan, and he got into several public fights with the producers. He had a deal with Fox to make three films at $200,000 a film with his production company. This was meant to start with a thriller, The Yellow Canary, 1963, in which Boone would play an unsympathetic character. New management came in at the studio, which was enthusiastic about the picture, but because Boone had a pay-or-play deal, they decided to make it anyway, only with a much shorter budget. Boone even paid some money out of his own pocket to help complete it. Boone's next movie for Fox was another low-budget effort, The Horror of It All. 1963, shot in England. He shot a comedy in Ireland, never put it in writing, 1964 for Allied Artists. Boone's third film for Fox was a production, Goodbye Charlie, 1964. But Boone was in support of Debbie Reynolds and Tony Curtis. He was one of many names in The Greatest Story Ever Told, 1965. He appeared in The Perils of Pauline, 1967, a pilot for a TV series that did not eventuate which was screened in some theaters. Boone's last film of note was The Cross and The Switchblade, 1970. In 1997, Boone released In a Metal Mood, No More Mr. Nice Guy, a collection of heavy metal covers. To promote the album, he appeared at the American Music Awards in black leather. He was then dismissed from Gospel America, a TV show on the Trinity Broadcasting Network. After making a special appearance on TBN with the president of the network, Paul Crouch, and his pastor, Jack Hayford, many fans accepted his explanation of the leather outfit being a parody of himself.
Trinity Broadcasting then reinstated him, and Gospel America was brought back. In 2003, Nashville Golden Music Association recognized his gospel recordings work by inducting him into its Gospel Music Hall of Fame. In September 2006, Boone released We Are Family, R&B Classics, featuring cover versions of 11 R&B hits, including the title track, plus Papa's Got a Brand New Bag, Soul Man, Get Down Tonight, A Woman Needs Love, and six other classics. In 2010, plans were announced for the Pat Boone Family Theater at Broadway at the Beach in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. The attraction was never built. In 2011, Boone acted as a spokesman for Security One Lending, a reverse mortgage company. Since at least 2007, Boone has acted as spokesman for Swiss America Trading Corporation, a broker of gold and silver coins that warns of America's economic collapse. Boone grew up in the Church of Christ. In the 1960s, Boone's marriage nearly came to an end because of his use of alcohol and his preference for attending parties. However, after coming into contact with the charismatic movement, Shirley began to focus more on her religion and eventually influenced Pat and their daughters toward a similar religious focus. At this time, they attend the Inglewood Church of Christ. In the spring of 1964, Boone spoke at a project prayer rally attended by 2,500 people at the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles. The gathering, which was hosted by Anthony Isley, a star of ABC's Hawaiian Eye series, sought to flood the United States Congress with letters in support of mandatory school prayer. Following two decisions in 1962 and 1963 of the United States Supreme Court, which struck down mandatory prayer as conflicting with the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. Joining Boone and Isley at the Project Prayer Rally were Walter Brennan, Lloyd Nolan, Rhonda Fleming, Gloria Swanson, and Dale Evans. Boone declared, What the Communists want is to subvert and undermine our young people. I believe in the power of aroused Americans. I believe in the wisdom of our Constitution, the power of God. It was noted that Roy Rogers, John Wayne, Ronald Reagan, Mary Pickford, Jane Russell, Ginger Rogers, and Pat Buttram had endorsed the goals of the rally and would also have attended had their schedules not been in conflict. Boy, it's a sure far cry from what Hollywood is today, isn't it? Boy. In the early 1970s, the Boones hosted Bible studies for celebrities such as Doris Day, Glenn Ford, Zsa Zsa Gabor, and Priscilla Presley at their Beverly Hills home. The family then began attending the Church on the Way in Van Nuys, a four-square gospel megachurch pastored by Jack Hayford. On an April 22, 2016 broadcast of Fox News Radio's The Alan Combs Show, Boone discussed an episode of Saturday Night Live, which included a sketch entitled God is a Boob Man. The sketch parodied the film God's Not Dead 2, in which Boone had a role. He described the sketch as blasphemy, 
stating that the Federal Communications Commission should forbid any such content and that it should revoke the broadcast licenses of any network or whoever is responsible for the shows. Well, Boone always stood up heavily for his moral standards, and we applaud him for that. On a lighter note, just some personal quotes that he was famous for. One day when Boone was asked why his wife didn't travel with him, he responded, It seems that my wife, Shirley Boone, was always pregnant until we found out what was causing it. And also he said, You know, there is something about me that makes a lot of people want to throw up. And I think I know what it is. In some cases, it may be a reaction to my music. In most cases, I think it's a reaction to my lifestyle and the things that I stand for, and many good things he did stand for. He's a staunch supporter of the Republican Party and campaigned for George W. Bush in 2000 and 2004 presidential election. He also actively supported Ronald Reagan's campaign for governor of California in 1966 and in 1970, as well as his bid to win the Republican nomination in 1976. In the 2007 Kentucky gubernatorial election, Boone campaigned unsuccessfully for incumbent Republican Ernie Fletcher with a recorded automated telephone message stating that the Democratic Party candidate, Steve Bashir would support every homosexual cause. As a part of the campaign, Boone asked, Now, do you want a governor who'd like Kentucky to be another San Francisco? On August 29, 2009, Boone wrote an article comparing liberalism to cancer, likening it to black filthy cells. In December 2009, Boone endorsed conservative Republican John Wayne Tucker's campaign in Missouri's 3rd Congressional District against incumbent Ross Carnahan in the 2010 midterm elections. Boone uh, promoted conspiracy theories about Barack Obama's citizenship and religion, claiming that Obama was born in Kenya, is fluent in Arabic, and is a Muslim who hasn't celebrated any Christian holidays in the White House. Boone received a Lifetime Achievement Award at the 38th Annual Conservative Political Action Conference held in February 2011. In June 2016, Boone, along with Mike Huckabee and executive producer Troy Duhon, all of whom were involved in the film's God Not Dead 2, sent a letter to California Governor Jerry Brown in opposition to Senate Bill 1146, which prohibits a person from being subjected to discrimination at California colleges. Other than schools that train pastors and theology teachers, schools might no longer be allowed to hire Christian-only staff, teach religious ideas in regular classes, require attendance at chapel services, or keep bathrooms and dormitories restricted to either males or females. Boone is a basketball fan and had ownership interests in two teams. He owned a team in the Hollywood Studio League called the Cougamugas. The Cougamugas included Bill Cosby, Rafer Johnson, Gardner McKay, Don Murray, and Denny Tarzan Miller. With the founding of the American Basketball Association, Boone became the majority owner 
of the league's team in Oakland, California, on February 2, 1967. The team was first named the Oakland Americans, but was later renamed as the Oakland Oaks, that name under which it played from 1967 to 1969. The Oaks won the 1969 ABA Championship. Despite the Oaks' success on the court, the team had severe financial problems. By August 1969, the Bank of America was threatening to foreclose on a $1.2 million loan to the Oaks, and the team was sold to a group of businessmen in Washington and became the Washington Caps. Boone later played for the Virginia Creepers, an 80- to 84-year-old age group senior Olympic team that narrowly lost to the gold medal winning team. Boone aged out by turning 85 on June 1, 2019. Well, that's a look at a long career and a colorful life of one of the great artists of the 50s and 60s. Although no longer recording, Boone has continued to appear for worthwhile causes and occasional television appearances. And we're grateful to have had the opportunity to go back and look at the, the life and the career and the interests and the moral character of Pat Boone. We hope you've enjoyed a look at his life and interests. To hear more about his music career and listen to some of Pat Boone's greatest hits, please go to our website, www.goldengems.net. Thanks again for joining us today. And don't forget to tell your friends about our podcast and website. We guarantee they'll still remain your friends and appreciate you even more for having shared this great music with them. Thank you for joining us on Golden Gems. If you like what you hear, tell your friends about us. Go to goldengemsradio at gmail.com and record your comments. Join us again on Golden Gems with the greatest music of all time, unforgettable favorites.